0: Hello and welcome to Connect, the weekly podcast of the California MBA featuring movers and shakers in the mortgage industry. I'm Susan Malazo, CEO of the California MBA. I'm very happy that you could join us today. Before we get to today's guest, I'd like to thank our our Connect podcast sponsor, Incelerate. Thanks, Susan, and thanks for listening. This is Josh Wren, CEO and founder of Incelerate. We're grateful for our partnership with the CMBA and are committed as a company to help lenders close more loans. We do this with our customer experience platform that has a CRM, lead management, marketing, automation, robust content library, desktop and mobile applications. We do this to help you engage and stay connected to your current borrowers, referral partners, past borrowers, and potential new ones. If you want to find out why we're the fastest growing CRM provider in the mortgage industry, please reach out to us and ask for a demo. Okay, thank you, Josh. We appreciate your support, as always. And uh, that brings me to today's guest. Um, I'm very happy to welcome Tom McManus, CEO of Money360. Welcome, Tom.
1: Hi, thanks, Susan nice to see you nice to be here
0: it's very nice to have you on connect uh, great to spend some time with you at western states craft conference here a few weeks ago that was a great event um, and uh happy that you can can join us here on connect so i always like to get started with uh, a little bit of background it's always kind of interesting uh, journey as to how people got in this industry so why don't you tell us how you got started in the real estate finance industry
1: sure i'd love to do that it's been a, a long time ago i hope i can remember But uh, I started out early in my career in in banking, in operations and accounting, and there was a period of time at which part of my role in accounting was to oversee, in those days we called it Oreo, other real estate owned, and it it was represented a number of assets that the bank had foreclosed on. So I had an early experience in accounting for and understanding what it takes to structure, approve, as an owner, troubled real estate. And as it turns out, that role reported to a chief credit officer, among other people. And he came to me one day and said, Tom, would would you have an interest in being involved in lending? And I thought to myself, well, I'm in banking, I want to be a deal maker. I don't really want to be in the accounting department, it wasn't for me. So thankfully, that was my start to a lending career, I ended up Uh, participating in what we would call the credit training program at that time which many banks had and uh, one thing led to another and i got exposed to different parts of lending at the bank and i had a real passion for the commercial real estate side because it was just entrepreneurs that really you had an opportunity to negotiate and structure transactions with and there's a long history of my career in real estate capital markets mortgage banking investment banking but it started that way uh and you know i was with atlantic bank at that time and they were acquired later by pnc and i was involved in construction lending owner occupied lending warehouse lending conduit structuring and later on when i got to gmac and became president and ceo in north america there was a litany of lending platforms and a large origination group that i was also overseeing and Later on with the Cushman and Wakefield and we acquired Sonobla Goldman and I was chairman and CEO of that group. And Steve Cohn was the president. They're a great group of people. They're, they're still at Cushman today, part of their debt and equity group. So that's a long little bit of a history of how I got involved anyway. Wow,
0: you have a long history with um, some robust experience. I mean, from all aspects kind of uh, the sides of uh, a lending. That's uh that's that's fantastic. Isn't it great when you kind of like you say, I was, you know, I was. I was attracted to this part. I want to do the deal making. It's like when you know your personality and know what you know what will draw you into something that just makes your your career more fulfilling.
1: Yeah, and it was interesting because you know when you're credit trained, you're really you, your skill set is on the lending and credit structuring side, but obviously if you want to develop new business, you have to have a personality for sales. So I always feel conflicted. You know, on one side of me is a sales guy, and the other side is a, a risk management credit curtailment. So it's interesting. I sometimes uh, I'm a I'm a mixed personality.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so, you've been you joined Money three sixty a few years ago. Um, talk what what drew you to that company?
1: Sure. Well, I, actually, it's just about two years now. Um, a little bit of history. One of the main investors in the firm and and uh, the founder reached out to me. I was retired. And and I got a call from Evan Gentry, who's the founder, and asked if I would consider coming out of retirement. A long-term colleague of mine recommended me to him. John Mahdi, who's also the CEO here of the asset management and and other side of the business, we run the business together. John and I worked together for years at GMAC. And John basically said to Evan, yeah, you gotta try and bring Tom over. So long story short, um, it, it was COVID, There was some disruption in the market they wanted to reignite the company and i really love the culture here and my wife said it was okay for me to too much time at the house your golf game's not doing that well you better get back and i love the business i love the people this is a terrific culture you know we reignited the firm we hired a number of people and uh i'm happy to be back Contributing and engaged because I, I really love the industry. So
0: yeah, tried to retire, but but no such luck. Well, it sounds like no. you found a, a great fit there at Money 360, which is awesome.
1: Thanks. A great group of people. It really is.
0: So you know, 22 uh, has been a a tough market for the real estate finance industry. Um, I'd be interested to hear what you feel like. What asset classes will be faring better than others, probably in the next 12 months.
1: The debt yields today, given the high interest rate climate, are going to necessitate a different structure, a different exit analytics, and we're all experiencing that. We've been doing that. So, I would say that multifamily will continue to be in favor. Uh, office continues to be a challenge. Um, it's just a function of you know work from home, underutilization, unknown. Pricing discovery today on all asset classes is still a question mark because cap rates have not adjusted to the new interest rate climate. So, you know, you've got negative leverage on a lot of deals where cap rates are actually lower than than the, than the borrowing level, so that doesn't work very well. Um, going forward, I would anticipate just asset class-wise, multifamily to continue to be in favor. Uh, self-storage probably will continue to be okay. I, I, I like retail, I've liked retail the last year or two. Um, well-located retail is, is probably a preferred asset class versus office would definitely be the least favorable. So, uh, and we, we, we pursue all asset classes. It's just a function, except for hotels and, and licensed senior housing because they're operating businesses and we haven't done a lot of that. So I would say it, it's more of an issue of dealing with this uncertainty more so than i would be concerned about asset classes right now yeah
0: so what uh so what are the current trends you're seeing in the market um especially as it
1: relates to to lending well we're seeing a lot more equity uh being invested in transactions but because of the rate climate you know the 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 levels of leverage don't work as well when you have negative leverage going in on your equity so we're seeing a lot more loan levels being less loan to cost less loan to value if you will. Uh, So I think that prevails. There probably will be a lot more refinance activity because many of the loans that are out there were done in yesteryear's interest rate climate, which is very different. So loans that perform well at a live or 10 basis points don't look so well when SOFR is 4%. So I think there will be a lot of challenges in people's portfolios and working with refinancing um, to accommodate clients and borrowers and investors
0: got it uh, so how has bridge lending specifically um played into the current environment
1: well it's interesting that while you have an inverted yield curve which makes the economics of bridge lending less attractive than permanent lending the strategy for a bridge loan is to get you from a to b and in a time like this that are very uncertain and and volatile you actually want a shorter term loan to wait through the volatility to create the capital structure that's optimal for your transaction. So in sense. some respects, there'll be more demand for grid lending to, to accommodate the transition period during this uncertainty. But with an inverted yield curve, it just makes the, the economics a little bit challenging.
0: Right. Um, you know, so again, you know, it's a tough, tough year um, in, uh, in the real estate finance industry. What experience does Money360 have on uh, navigating uncertain markets with its
1: clients? Well, having been around 40 years, there's a few of us here that have, have, it's funny, sometimes you used to read marketing materials on companies that would say, we have collective experience of, you know, 30 years. And they'd have three people with 10 years. We've got three people here with 40 years. So we're starting out with 20 years experience. I think that's, we've been through a lot of cycles and, you know, we've had the good fortune of being able to understand how to navigate that. And for a small boutique firm to have that depth and breadth of experience is quite unique. And I'm sure that will differentiate us in the marketplace versus some of our peer group.
0: Right. I mean, if you have 10 years of experience in the market right now, you've not really seen, you know, a real, real series of cycles, right? I mean, you've kind of seen a lot of a lot of good since the financial crisis. So that's, uh, um, I think, a great value add for Money360, for sure. I I
1: started in the late 70s, right? And you know, interest rates in the late 70s, or early 80s, were pushing 20%. And there's been three or four or five cycles since then. And some of my colleagues here have been around since, since if not the late '70s, the '80s. So we've got a lot to offer and a lot of experience that that will aid our executions.
0: Sometimes it's hard to think back to those years where interest rates were so high. I tell people, and even my, you know, even my son who's in the real residential lending side, just freaked out about interest rates. I'm like, honey, I bought my first house. It was 11% interest rate, and I, you know, you buy it because that's what you want at that point. It's like it's it's a it's a cycle, but it's foreign language to them right because they just don't have the experience of it
1: it really is amazing when people have been around and they've seen interest rates from zero to two or three percent and just believe that's the long-term normal it's 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 shocking for some
0: yeah it's crazy it's crazy um you know when we were chatting at western states cref i know um you're a big believer in mentorship and giving back to the industry you know you've got obviously as we talked about you know wealth of experience in the industry and i know that you are willing and you know giving giving that back to others can you share with us maybe some people that have been mentors in your career
1: sure well early on i mentioned the chief credit officer fellow Paul Bailey, who got me into lending in the very first place. And he was really smart and articulate and and I just enjoy he 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 is the reason I, I got into lending. And then as I got into commercial real estate lending, the head of our real estate group, his name was Paul yugis just a terrific individual that's really street smart. And I just learned so much from them. And late then then I would say other folks that had a a positive influence on me and were Dave Kramer, who was the chairman of GMAC uh, Commercial Mortgage and Charlie Dunley who was president. They were visionaries. The, the, the company that was created and the culture that they had, it was, it was really unique and interesting. And obviously it was an industry leader, but so there's a lot of folks like that. And I, so that that had a positive influence on me, both as to their vision and as to their, and and some of their management style as well.
0: Well, it's great. It's so always have to, nice to remember the people that kind of helped you,
1: you know, get started and kind of helped shape your career along the way, right? Absolutely. And I'm still, you know, close with many of them. And and as also the younger people in my career that I had the benefit of working with, now you see them and they're managing directors or senior people at different firms. And it's so nice to see that, you know, really, it's it's just rewarding and fun to see that.
0: Yeah. The success of others, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. Well, Tom, it has been my pleasure to have you as a guest on Connect and thank you for joining us.
1: I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you very much. And you do so much for the industry. Thank you for all that you do, I appreciate it.
0: And thank you to all of you for joining us on today's episode of Connect. To access any of our episodes, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. We're also available on Apple uh, Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. That's it for this week on Connect and we'll see you next time.